Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your host, Don McVogel, and joining me, as always, is my partner in crime and my co-host, Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? Enjoying my strong coffee, Dom. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty well, and I'm very excited for today's guest. Uh, joining us all the way from Phoenix, which I imagine is a nice sunny day there today, is Damien Chung. He is the Business Information Security Officer for Netscope. Uh, Damien, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you so much for having me, guys. And just to confirm, is it sunny today in Phoenix? Uh, you know what? I'm sitting in a dark room, so I don't don't really know. <laughs> I would I would suspect it, it is it is uh, sunny today. Yes, it's in an underground bunker. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, as a former Vancouver right, I mean, it's middle of January here, so as you know, it is firmly in rainy season. So. Christian and I are still a little wet from uh, our, our lunch, but yeah, um, I don't I don't miss this time of year in Vancouver. <laughs> but I do love, I do love Vancouver. <laughs> um, but we're really excited to have you on the show here, Damien. And I thought we'd uh, maybe just start off with a question around yourself, just so our viewers and listeners can get to learn a little bit more about Damien and sort of your your journey and your personal story to date. Uh, you know what? I, I've got a such a long journey. You know, taking me from. Um, multiple cities across Canada and then into the United States. Uh, but, you know, I started off in IT, just like a lot of us in security. There was no security-specific roles 20 years ago. Uh, so I started off in IT, kind of moved into compliance through, you know, PCI, securing the networks, and then moving up into cloud security and compliance. Uh, spent the past decade in healthcare security and got to Netscope because it was one of our tools that we used. And I was really enjoying you know what what they had to offer in terms of their vision and roadmap and i thought why not try to get a job there and, and join netscope so today i run netscope's corporate security operations um, i also do a lot of public speaking on healthcare security because that's my background and i'd like to try to get that vertical you know a little bit more modernized in terms of uh, their security stack well, I think that's a perfect segue, actually, to the next question there, Damien, <laughs> around healthcare. And you use the word modernize the security stack. Um, I guess categorically, what does the industry look like, the healthcare industry, from a security perspective? And where do they need to go? And how is that going to happen? Yeah, I mean, if you if you take a look at just the, the entire industry, it's not one that's flushed with money and, and a ton of funding, right? And so the healthcare industry has been faced with how do we do things more efficiently, uh, sometimes security has been put on the back burner until there's, you know, one of those incidents that happen in, in, in the in the vertical, whether it's on the, the payer side, the, the provider side. I mean, healthcare is not just hospitals. We've got device manufacturers, we've got pharmaceuticals. And so that whole vertical um, has different needs across the board. But when we look at providers, they're looking at patient care becoming first, right? And sometimes security is just not... Uh, top of mind until we have privacy issues or we have a, a, an incident that we're trying to deal with or ransomware that is uh, out there harming patients. And so what we're trying to do today is really figure out how do we move this industry forward? How do we have more uh, opportunities to collaborate across platforms and, and do that securely? And I think that is one of the key topics I've been having uh, probably the past couple of years, really, you know, stopping stopping users from from going to uh, collaboration sites that maybe isn't authorized for patient 
data, um, and then being able to safely collaborate within within the right guardrails uh, across platforms. And, and I appreciate that that insight there and, and wisdom, Damien. And you know, when we're looking at that space, I'm curious. Like, do you see a I guess maybe like a disconnect between, let's say, you know, the the executives, the, the you know, the non technical, non security people that are leading these various health, healthcare organizations. Is there still a disconnect in terms of how they're viewing cyber risk? Are, are they still are they giving it the um, just sort of the, the justice it deserves? Are they seeing it as a true business risk, or are they just still passing it off as an IT issue? No, I would I would say that in the past potentially, right? But now we're seeing the impact to patient care. In like that ransomware example I gave you, that's a perfect one. We've we've had cases where ransomware has have impacted patient lives. Um, we've seen where data leakage is happening from insiders, whether that's you know a threat that's happening for from that, those users specifically, uh, or by accident, right? And that happens quite a bit. So I think we're starting to see a lot of the business impacts of of lax security or lax privacy and executives now are trying to figure out how do we do that and still provide patient care with the limited funding that we have. And obviously healthcare in Canada is a little bit different than healthcare in the United States, but we still face the same, the same issues. It's not flush with money. And so if we can find ways to still do security and improve the business and provide better data for these, uh, you know, interactions, either the patients or other providers trying to collaborate, um, we can, I think we can take the industry and move it up a notch, right? And not, not hold it back. And I feel like we've been holding it back a little bit by not, not embracing uh, new technologies. And I think that's changing now. I think we're in the, in the, in the phase where we're now trying to adapt to cloud and digital transformation, better collaboration to provide better patient care. And, and with that comes, you know, security policies or security tools that kind of fit that mission. Damien, moving the conversation uh, from healthcare into the private sector, when you're speaking with board directors or executives, and maybe cybersecurity is a bit of a vague topic for them, often the distance um, purposely or, or otherwise, uh, what message would you want them to receive? How would you paint that uh, strategic cyber uh, security picture for them? Um, so I think it's you know it's a it's a tricky one because everybody's goals are different. Every every business their goals are different. I think ultimately though, we, what we want to do is be able to protect uh, that core foundation of of our business and our, our data, which is quite valuable. And you know, just having visibility into where your data is is and where your assets, data assets are going, it is a challenge for most organizations. And, you know, not, don't just close your eyes and, and, and avoid or pretend you don't know where it's going. I think there's a lot of tools out there today that can help you uh, really quantify and uh, have you see where that data is going um, and put, you know, put some parameters around that for your users. And so it doesn't have to be clunky, you know, appliances that you have to install in your data center anymore. Your, your, most of your data is not even going into a data center. We've, we just came out of COVID, right? A lot of users are still hybrid or working from home. A lot of our data is going out into cloud or SaaS applications. And regardless of the size of business, right? I think a lot of those small, mid, medium business, businesses are leveraging that 
to to become more uh, adaptable to to today's business world. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we want to be able to do is 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 take a look at our cybersecurity solutions and make sure everything works collaboratively together, and and we have that integration among all of our tools, and and that way we're able to to drive better efficiency for our operations and security. That's that's well said, and I'm really curious on in terms of um, Netscope. Um, what kind of clients are you typically working with? And I know we don't want to get too much into the technology weeds of what the solutions are that you provide, but can you kind of mention it and talk about what the solutions do for your clients? Right. I mean, I think we've kind of been dancing around that a little bit. You know, a lot of with users moving uh, remote and data going remote, well, why don't you move your security stack into the cloud? And ultimately, that's what Netscope is doing. We're able to uh, deploy a security stack uh, that doesn't need to sit inside of your data center where your data is not going anymore, right? And so if you want to be able to uh, not just allow or deny users from going to to websites or cloud applications, but have more context into that, uh, that's where Netscope plays. So we're we're able to to give you better visibility into where your data is going, where it's coming from, uh, even some of the activities that's happening within these SaaS applications, not just upload or download, but maybe even edit, uh, being able to uh, wrap DLP policies around that. And, and so now you have a more granular approach into how you handle your data. So back to the healthcare example, right? We may have physicians who need to, to share data with, with a partner. Sometimes they do that out of band and our IT teams just don't see it. And is that considered a breach? Well, potentially, right? It may lead to something bigger. Uh, but if we can put those guardrails around, you know, some of those users and allow them to do their jobs in the right secure fashion, then, you know, it, it works out for everyone. We get better patient care and better, uh, happier customers. Yeah, very well said. I do I do have one more uh, follow on com- uh, question. Um, we're somewhat at the beginning of 2023 here. Um, are you in your orbit, seeing some hot emerging topics in terms of cybersecurity, maybe, you know, the insider threat or, um, you know, device security or things that are kind of in the in the orbit of, of Netscope? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think there's a lot to that, right? What are we going to see in this year? 2023 is going to be uh, a challenging year for most budgets. I, I think we're seeing that already. Um, I've, I've even talked to a lot of CISOs who are thinking that they have a lot of shelfware already, or they've been through buying sprees the past two years. What do they do moving forward in 2023? And, and I think the, the solution to that is to take a look at the entire stack and reevaluate. I think this is the time of the, the, the time within uh, the cycle where we should be looking at all of all of the capabilities we currently have and consolidating into uh, things that can give us smaller uh, dashboards to look at. Because I think if I look at my team and say, well, what's your biggest problem? They've got too many alerts or they've got too many uh, dashboards to look at or they've got too many tools to tune. And uh, this year is is a great year for everybody to take a look at their own environments and optimize that, right? Figure out what's working within your environment um, and then become more efficient overall with, with your operations. And Damien, just to maybe just further sort of dissect that a bit further, you know, in terms of that, you know, that push for you know, greater consolidation and efficiencies, 
um, you know, in the conversations you're having with CISOs, are you finding that their teams are increasingly burned out? Uh, are the are the teams unable to sort of to uh, keep up with? You know, you, you mentioned there with the uh, the uh, mountain of alerts. You know, whether or not they're able to respond or not, and you'll find the proverbial needle in the haystack. Um, I'm curious: are you, are you hearing from CISOs that their teams are burning out and that they need to be able to have more efficient stacks to to help with that burnout? Yeah, it's a balance, right? I think if you the more tools you implement, the more alerts you get. So the next iteration is how do I tie those together and get uh, more context? So can I pull you, you know tools together, uh, your endpoint protection, your email protection, your cloud protection, pull that together so I can make a real-time decision with all of this context. And if we could do that through you know some form of automation or data sharing between platforms, I think that is the key for us to, to succeed. Otherwise, yeah, the burnout's gonna be there. And if you don't find ways to um, overcome those, then uh, you, you're just gonna hit that alert fatigue and then your people aren't, aren't going to respond to them. And you're, you're just gonna miss stuff that you probably shouldn't miss. Absolutely. And um, Damien, one last question. And you know, it's a, I'd say it's an extension of what you were talking about earlier with the you know, looming recession and organizations trying to see, you know, uh, somewhat cash hoarder determine what they're going to be spending or if they're going to be cutting back. Um, but more so at the SMB level, you know, with, with smaller organizations, uh, you know, we're, we're hearing from a lot of smaller organizations that again, you know, they're afraid of the re- uh, looming recession. You know, they're kind of wanting to hoard their cash and like, you know, we'll we'll defer spending on cybersecurity, investing in cybersecurity. Um, I mean, you obviously know that you know, cyber criminals don't defer their spending if it's, a, it's because it's a, re- a recession. They're not going to be stopping attacks. I'm curious how how would you, how would you respond to a small business owner or an executive in the SMB space who says, you know what, we we're not going to invest in cybersecurity right now. Is a recession the time to invest in cybersecurity? If like I said, especially for a smaller organization, you traditionally have not. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think the economy really changes your need for security. Uh, I, I think it's an it's an immediate risk to your business, or could be, right? I think with today's security platforms, something like Netscope, it's it's you don't have to go and buy appliances. It's not a huge capital investment. You don't have to go find you know power and rack and stack stuff. And so I think security has evolved where you can just turn on services today, and it, you know similar to moving moving a lot of your data to the cloud that that becomes a lot easier for small medium sized businesses to even adapt policies right adapt uh, adapt uh, sort of technologies and, and then apply policies onto those to protect them and and so that is that would be my answer to that it's it's not a time to to really slow down obviously the attackers are are not slowing down if anything they're 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 leveraging automation they're leveraging more tools they're leveraging more data and uh, there is just so much more for them to go after and, and so this is this is a i don't think it's a market you know situation it, we're we're always going to be faced with this and, and so you can't let up on on security posture mm-hmm. uh, we, we've been joined by damien chung the uh, former vancouver right now based in phoenix but also the business information security officer for netscope damien thank you so much for joining us on the Cybersecurity matters podcast that was an awesome conversation Great. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Damien. Uh, and Chris and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. Well, that was a really interesting conversation with uh, Damien. It's always funny to run into uh, 
fellow Vancouver. Totally unexpected. To- totally unexpected. I mean, he's enjoying a warmer climate in, in Phoenix, but uh, um, really enjoyed the conversation with, with him. You can tell he had this really great way of connecting security through a business lens. I yeah. really appreciate the conversation we had with him today. Um, yeah. What were some of the things that you took out of that? Yeah, well, I mean, aside from considering moving to uh, Phoenix for <laughs> six months out of the year and being warm, missing this rainy season up here, um, I would say, you know, he's talking about too many uh, alerts, too many uh, dashboards, too many tools, uh, and s- simplifying, consolidating. And as you always say, complexity is the enemy of, of security. So, uh, I think he's absolutely on the right track there. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to extend a special thank you to Damien uh, and Netscope for uh, allowing Damien to, to come on the show today. And as always, we want to say a special thank you to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. If you did happen to miss a previous episode, do check out the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page uh, and or check out old episodes or your favorite episodes on your preferred podcasting platform. Till next time, be well, be safe. And Chris and I will see you again once again on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. 